Welcome back to Sports Beat. I'm Rob Drum. We're recording today, March 23rd, for episode lucky number seven. And as always, we're in the beautiful My Little Falls studio with our producer, Dave Warner. What's going on, Dave? Not too much. How's it going? It's spring. The, it, it's I had, that. I had the sun, moon roof, whatever you call it, open, the windows down, rock on. It was good. I did that. I just drove to Albany and came back and had it open. It was great. It's 62 at, during the day, but, you know, that's what it just said coming down here. But then it's going to be like 30 tonight. And uh, one, yeah. let's get those lower, you know, night <laughs> temperatures up. We'll go from there. Yep. We got a great show for you today. Uh, continuing with the coaching theme here, we have another accomplished coach with us, uh, PJ Anadio, who is the head coach of softball at Herkimer College. Um, he's been at the helm since 2010 and has racked up countless accolades. And so, PJ, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. And I uh, appreciate you guys uh, reaching out. And um, I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. This, this is awesome. Um, you know, kind of, I, I, once upon a time was a student at HCCC. Um, so what we like to do is, how did you uh, end up at Herkimer? Um, to be honest with you, I was working um, at Fulton Montgomery Community College back in my hometown. And Jason Rathbun had just taken over as the head baseball coach from um, Hank Testa, who Jason and I both played for while we were here. Uh, back in 2000 to 2002, I was here. Raz was one year ahead of me. And when Raz took over, um, he asked me to jump on, um, to come out and talk to the team at the 2006 World Series in Glens Falls. Um, so I did. I went in and spoke to the team and got them fired up for the net for the uh, World Series. And um, I ended up uh, hanging out in the dugout and uh, met uh, Donnie Dutcher, who had just started, and they had told me that there was going to be a job opening up full-time in the athletic department, and um, I applied, and, you know, the rest is history. I've been here ever since 2006. I'm going on my uh, 15th year here at Herkimer College. Nice. And and you said when you were there, what did you play in college? Uh, I played baseball here at Herkimer College. Nice. For, for uh, Hank Testa. Nice. So you've been at the helm since 2010, and uh, th this has to be one of the weirdest years for you in terms of coaching, or the last 22 months, really. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's, uh, that, you know, you just hit it right on the head. Um, it has certainly been different. Um, the thing that we tried to focus on is, is, you know, be where our feet are. That's one of our mantras of our program is to be in the moment, stay in the moment, and control what we can control. And you know, honestly, Rob, there's been a lot of things that have been outside of our control. You know, we don't make the rules. We don't make the laws. We don't make, um, you know, all the uh, different, um, you know, standards that we have to go by right now. And the only thing we can do is work as hard as we possibly can and um, be ready for when that moment does come. And that's um, one thing I'm really proud of my kids. They have been fantastic. Even the time that they were away from Herkimer, um, we have been uh, on touch and, and, Zooms and different things that we've been doing to keep them focused, to keep them motivated. And ultimately, you know, um, it, it, you know, they drive the bus on that. And they did what they're supposed to do. They came back ready and prepared. And we had a great little fall season. And, you know, we had built up into two months away. And, again, the same thing. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to have a spring season. And they still stayed diligent and did everything they were supposed to do in, in hopes of having a season. And, um, you know, I'm just really proud of the kids. One of the things that is, is, you know, normal for you in a normal time is recruiting. So in the off season, how, did, how, how the hell did you even go about doing that? I know you guys all like to travel around, like to go scout. How does that work in a year like this? 
You know, honestly, um, it was different for sure. Um, fortunately for us, um, even though we weren't allowed um, under the SUNY guidelines to go out and to tournaments and, and see the players live, um, travel ball was allowed to happen all summer long. High school softball was not. But once June hit, travel softball opened up and players were playing all over the country, all over the state of New York. And um, there was some, uh, you know, Facebook Live and athletes go live, really kept us connected to the kids. And to be honest with you, um, you know, these these things gave us a different way to connect with the players. And, and, I, and I got to know the recruits a little bit differently than just going to a tournament, you know, shaking their hands, seeing them play, and saying, hey, I think you have what it takes. You know, we got to know the kids in a different realm. And um, to be honest with you, there's always a silver lining in, in, in every situation. And I think that's been the silver lining is we actually really got to know our families on um, there between the, the countless phone calls and the Zoom calls and, um, you know, just the different things like that really helped us feel comfortable with not just the player that we were bringing in, but the person, you know, the, the character that was coming into play for us. So we didn't miss a beat, to be honest with you. We started our fall off at 35 players and um, we're now down to 25 and, um, a lot of teams around the, the, the country are struggling with numbers. And um, I would like to say, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that all of our teams up here did what they needed to do and kept up on the recruiting. Do you think, uh, a, a little off script, but do you think the, the digital aspects of what COVID has presented is something that you will utilize moving forward or when everything goes back to whatever normal looks like, you'll go back to your normal recruiting like regimen? No, honestly, one of the cool parts has been um, I started advertising on my social media accounts that I was available um, for team talks and motivational talks. And I, I really into the sports psychology piece. And, um, you know, I was on um, Zoom calls um, at, you know, 11 o'clock at night with teams from California, um, nice. doing Zoom calls with teams from uh, Calgary and Alberta. And um, really cool things were happening. And, and, you know, I had I was on a Zoom call with um, a UNY or I'm sorry the uh, uh, Canadian uh, it's the UTM Revolution up the middle Revolution and they have teams from all over the country of Canada um, from provinces um, from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast and um, I was on with uh, you know I think there was about seventy something players and their parents talking about you know recruiting and the differences and and what Herkimer College and a, and the junior college route had to offer for a student athlete and their family and um, I thought it was pretty neat and it's something that we're going to continue to do and continue to offer our services as a way of connecting with with kids that maybe we usually don't get in front of maybe maybe kids that don't make a trip to Herkimer New York can now get a feel for what Herkimer has to offer and I'll tell you that's um this place is really uh, been fluid in trying to find different ways and different avenues to, to connect with students and, and keep pace and trying to do what we're doing. So um, our leadership and it starts from the top down has been fantastic. Right. And, you know, necessity breeds innovation. And one of the things that I've been yeah. happy to see, and, and not just with what you're doing, but the, the what's going on up at the Hill is, you know, everybody around here kind of takes for granted what it means to be Herkimer College and everybody, you know, when I was in high school, everybody says, well, everybody can get into Herkimer. Well, not everybody gets out of Herkimer and there's a lot that you guys offer and in this case, especially athletics, but also education. And it's, it's nice to be able to put Herkimer right on the map, really where it, you know, needs to be. We have a, an all-star cast of coaches, um, all of you guys up there in the athletic department. Uh, Donnie does a great job. You all do a great job and you're, and you're given sports. 
Um, and it's it's awesome to see you guys putting Herkimer on the map even more than it already is and, and branching out. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with that more, Rob. Um, this is a special place that I think is meant for special people. And, um, you know, it's not, you know, we don't have all these big, brand new, glamorous architecture going up and, and maybe, um, you know, state-of-the-art um, facilities all over the place. But I'll tell you, it's, it's not the buildings here. It's what's inside the buildings. And I tell my recruits, my families that all the time. And it's just a bunch of special people. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's the teachers, the faculty are absolutely top-notch and amazing. So we talk about the coaches in the athletic department. Um, I'm going to tell you where, where I blow my kids away when they set foot on this campus with, is with how good our academics are and the yeah. facilities that we have with, you know, the brand new science center and the solar power and, and technology center that we just put up and the, and the grid technology and the, and the energy. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really remarkable. Um, and, and you don't really get to see that. You don't think that little old Herkimer College and little old Herkimer New York has got all this going on, but it really blows you away. And, and it's every component. And, and at the end of the day, um, we're all about the people. We're all about the kids. And um, if they if they fail, we fail. And we don't like to fail up here. And we try to um, give them that, that love and attention and also that push that they need to go be great and use this as that stepping stone onto something bigger and better. Um, which eventually is life. You know, we, we really yeah. want to get them ready for that. Absolutely. Uh, m- moving back to what's going on, you, you guys are no longer preseason, you're in season, but what did your preseason look out? Um, how did, what new COVID protocols that weren't in place came about? Anything laxing up? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, you know, we try to follow everything to a T, um, you know, the between masking up and the social distancing and, you know, it just, um, and honestly, again, I think there was a silver lining. Um, sometimes, you know, we can get um, a little stale in the things that we do, and we just roll over from one year to the next. And this this forced us to look inward a little bit more, Rob, and, and take a look at the way that we do things. And and I'm going to tell you, we found a lot way of better, a better way, I should say, of going about our business and doing some different things. And, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time that, um, you know, just saying, hey, this is the way we've always done it, or, um, you know, that's not the right way to coach. That's not the right way to teach. You know, we should we should be looking in the mirror and challenging our own paradigms um, every chance that we get if we truly are about getting better. And, right. you know, and I tell you, we've, we've done a great job of that. The kids have done a great job of that. Um, it's been tough. There's been some things, you know, I don't love after practice sitting around and sanitizing 200 softballs, um, but we do what we have to do. And um, our facilities people have been great. Our maintenance people up here have been fantastic. Um, our Kyle, our athletic trainer, I mean, everyone is just so invested in making this happen and work that it's been pretty seamless and pretty smooth. Just a little bit of extra work and diligence have to go in. And um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for my kids to have an opportunity to go play the game they love. And, and some kids have been dreaming of this day. Right. You know, last Saturday we got on the field for two years. And it was just, uh, it was great. We, we played okay. Uh, we played okay, but I was more effective just to see the excitement on their face when they got to take the field and, and their name announced for the starting lineups. And, you know, the national anthem moment was absolutely incredible. Um, we saw a couple of kids get emotional. And, um, you know, as was I, to be honest with you. Um, it was just, it was special, man. It was special. One of the things that we've talked about, too, in, you know, moving forward is it definitely brings back the level of the love of the game. And, and, you know, instead of the individual stats and all the other things that go into sports, 
you definitely have a more appreciation for what it means to be in the world of sports um, and have love for the game that you play. And, and that's got to be huge, especially if your players are getting, you know, emotional at the beginning of a game that really kind of sells at home. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that we're just in uh, a time of life where, unfortunately, before this hit, I think a lot of people focus on what they don't have instead of taking a step back and appreciating what they do currently have. True. And sometimes, unfortunately, you have to lose something to to realize what something really meant to you. And, again, that's another silver lining of this um, pandemic. And um, I'll tell you, my kids um, are focusing on the journey. And they have an attitude of gratitude, and they don't want to take anything for granted. You know, they're going to go out there, and they're going to play every game like it's their last game. Like, they don't know if they're going to get a chance tomorrow. And that's what we did on Saturday, man. We weren't perfect, but, man, did we play hard, and we poured our heart into it. What do you think has been the hardest thing to adapt to in, in COVID, if there is anything that sticks out in your mind from a coaching perspective, maybe an administrative perspective, uh, players, you know, not really a fan of something? What's been the hardest? High fives. <laughs> wow. Okay. And that, High fives. That answer was instant. There was that's, no thinking there. Yeah, that that's a good answer. Okay. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a coach that um, is intense and passionate and I love when we drop a bomb and my kid comes around that third base box and, and I fist bump them or chest bump them or whatever it is. And, and we like to have our little celebrations at the plate. That's one thing that's different in softball is um, we like to have some fun and whether, you know, we just came up with this Herkimer home run hype chain. We got this big Herkimer general on a big bling gold chain. Um, then we kind of take the Miami hurricanes with a turnover chain and you know, we can't do that right now. So that little celebratory fact has probably been uh, one of the biggest changes, one of the things that I got to keep catching myself on. Right. Um, but other than that, you know, from an administrative standpoint, I think that um, just just the worry, you know, I think there's just, you know, for for all of us, from, my, from the president right down through Donnie to me as a coach, um, it's just the worry to, you know, what if one of our kids um, gets sick or, yep. you know, God forbid, um, something happens. And not just our kids, but our employees and, you know, nobody wants to be responsible um, for anything like that. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, when, when you care a lot about something, you're always going to have that worry. And, you know, I can't imagine you as a coach ever wanting to have to make that call. Um, so that, that puts it right up there with not wanting to ever make that call. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And your season's already underway. I, I know you said you got off to a slow start, but the box score sure as hell doesn't say that. You're 2-0 and on the season. Um, you you. And fun fact, back in the day when I was at Herkimer and involved in SUNY, Monroe College always used to give me issues on the student government side of things, more joking between me and the president that was out there at the time. So seeing them lose definitely brings a smile to my face. So thank you to you and your girls for making that happen. Your first game was 17-3, to and then you, you, you slowed down a little bit in 12-1. to So I want to know, how is that a slow start? You know, honestly, um, I think it was nerves and jitters. Um, we were a little jumpy um, out of the box, um, you know, and I felt like um, we just uh, we needed to uh, understand how to control our heart rate a little bit, you know, and, and which is good because, you know, we like to create pressure situations. That's one of the things that we design and practice. We're always putting our kids in situations where there's pressure so they can learn how to deal with that. And usually in years past, it would take us three, four innings to – you know, slow the heart rate a little bit and start playing the game. But we were able to come out, I think, maybe the second or maybe the third inning, uh, we started putting runs on the board. My nine hitter hit a double in the gap. Um, who isn't your prototypical nine hitter either, let me tell you. 
And it just, you know, it, that, that put a little crack in it. And then the rest of our lineup came in and kicked in the door, man. And, and it was fun. And, um, you know, so we have some things to clean up. And I told my kids, um, you know, we there's, sometimes there's a lot more to learn in defeat um, than there is in victory. And um, I just need them to, to stay grounded and stay humble and stay hungry um, because we have a ways to go to get to that championship level that, that we want to get to. Um, so I think that we'll be okay. Um, but we, you know, we, we've definitely got work to do. And I know the box score shows something a little bit different. I honestly thought we played better in game two in a lot of ways. Um, they decided to put all their outfielders. We were playing on a men's slow pitch field, so the fence wasn't normal regulation. Right. And they put their outfielders at about 250, and we hit about six or seven balls out there to them. So that would be home runs. So that could have easily been a, you know, two touchdown game maybe. And looking in terms of players, who did you uh... – who did you have that's returners? You know, what, what is, what does your roster look like? What's the highlights there? Um, well, we only have one girl that was here that has ever worn the Jersey before. And that's Aubrey Ketchum. We only have one true um, sophomore that actually suited up in a game before for Herkimer's. She came back to do her third year. She switched her major um, after her first year. So she was able to stay a third and make it work. Um, so she's the only one that's using her second year of eligibility per se. Right. Um, everyone else is considered freshmen, but I would say we have 12 more kids that went through the grind of all last year and didn't make it to their first game. And then, so we're about half and half. I would say 12 freshmen, 12 sophomores, and then one uh, super senior, I guess you could say, um, that's actually been here before. So we're, we're very well balanced. And, and jumping back, because I forgot to ask, so forgive me, where you guys didn't have a season at all last year, correct? It was It was canned up before you guys got to starting? Yeah, two days before we were supposed to leave for our uh, Myrtle Beach uh, spring trip, um, we got news. And I'll tell you, it was heartbreaking. Um, you know, the kids were crushed. Um, but, you know, again, I can't thank uh, my lucky stars enough for uh, our administration and, and the choice that they made, decision they made to really protect our, our players. Sure. Um, there were some schools in the region that decided to go ahead and send their players anyway on a plane. Uh, uh-uh. And they played one game and had to turn around and come home and spent all that money. So no. it was just uh, very responsible of our administration on a number of levels. And it's one of those things that um, while it hurts, it also makes you proud to be a general at the end of the day. True. True. Um, what, what's your outlook for the season? What's the, what's the games you guys have circled on your calendars? Um, what, what's the milestones that you want to hit? Oh man, milestones. You know, honestly, Rob, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, I just want to play hard every game. You know, we don't really put the cart in front of the horse here. Um, we try to, again, be where our feet are. And right now that's practice. Um, and our girls, you know, my pitchers and catchers are already in bullpen right now as we speak. And we're looking to put together a great practice. I gave them Sunday, Monday off to kind of let their bodies heal up. And we're looking forward to a couple of great days of practice and getting back out there Saturday, Sunday. Um, it is a little bit different. There's only 13 teams in the region right. competing this year compared to usually about 20. Um, so, you know, we're going to have a few less games. Um, you know, we have some um, big games coming up at the end of the season. We were able to cross over into the west side, and we have Corning coming in on April 28th. Uh, we have Monroe College from New York City, uh, New Rochelle, I should say, um, Division One coming back up in uh, May 1st. And then we have uh, Niagara coming May 5th. Um, so those are some big games, and and I know that we're trying to also schedule uh, SUNY Suffolk, um, who's usually a Division Three 
World Series contender who are very well coached as well. Um, so that, those are going to be some good challenges down the stretch to get us hopefully playoff ready. And and you mentioned the, the games that you're going. What's the what's the protocol look like for away games when you when you all leave the hill and it's it's not a home base? Yeah, you know, honestly, there's there's a lot of things that are in place, um, and, and and they're rightfully so. Um, I, I agree with them all. It just makes a little extra work, but hey, that, it is what it is. When we leave the college, um, you know, all of our student athletes are testing twice a week right now. Um, so they test on Mondays, they test on Thursdays. That way, after a weekend away, um, playing against other teams from other colleges, they come in and test Monday right away, um, which is fantastic. And then we test them on the back half before they leave to go places or there's teams coming in so we can make sure that we're being responsible on our end too. And, and they test again and we find out those results on Friday before a weekend game. Um, so we're trying to keep other teams safe. So before they uh, get on a bus, um, I will temperature check them and they will do their campus clear app and saying um, if they have any symptoms or whatnot. And um, if they're good to go, they're allowed to board the bus. As we get off the bus, wherever our destination is, I will test them again. And if they are good to go, um, we sign off and, and they go play a game. And then the same thing happens. Um, you know, we're checking them before they get back on that bus too. So, um, you know, it might seem a little redundant to some, but um, it just makes sense on a lot of passes as you never know. Right. Um, when this thing could hit you or when you start showing symptoms. Right. And do you guys do, you guys aren't doing overnights anywhere. It's, it's go and come back same day, or do you guys do overnights? Uh, as of right now, that is correct. You know, maybe when we get to the playoffs, I mean, we're, we're proud to announce that we're hosting the division three um, softball world series for nice. the first time ever in the history of Herkimer college. Um, we're going to be hosting that event out in Syracuse at carrier park. And we have all sorts of protocols in place and working with Onondaga County Health Department um, in our national office and um, all of our local officials. And uh, we are definitely, um, you know, once we go out there, we, we, will, we will be staying in a hotel. But those schools are going um, to be to stay in those hotels. They can't go out to dinners. Right. Dinners will be brought to the teams, the umpires, all the officials working the games, um, you know, the, the staff for those games. So we've really got a, a great plan in place to keep everybody safe during that national tournament. So you're definitely adopting the bubble mentality as much as possible out in Syracuse. Absolutely, 100. percent Yep. And 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 good and kudos to you guys for doing that because that's proven that it, it works. I mean, you see it happening in, in March Madness, both men's and women's right now. They're doing that NBA last year, and then some bumpy roads this year. So it, it's definitely shown that it can work. So. You know, again, a little bit more, I'm sure, involved, but doing the right thing is 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 more important of keeping all your players and staff safe. Exactly. I mean, the health of everyone is paramount for sure. How can uh, fans, you know, you guys are always used to having fans. Um, how does that work this year? When can you expect to possibly see them? And if not, what's the digital solution that you guys are rolling out? You know, honestly, um, we worked hard as a region to make sure that every school that was involved in playing was going to be able to webcast their games. Um, so right now, no matter where we go, um, whether it's home or away, we will have um, a digital option for families to watch um, their, their son or daughters play here up on the hill or elsewhere. As far as fans right now, um, SUNY is not allowing fans across the board and we are certainly gonna follow on um, that mandate. Um, we have, are hoping, fingers crossed, that um, some things starting to loosen up. We might hear some different things come April 1st um, but, you know, that's, uh, to me, as I told my kids, if that's allowed, then we're going to look at that as a treat. We're not expecting anything. You right. know, we're just fortunate right now that we can play and that our parents do have a way to see us play. 
Um, if they're allowed to come, then that's the gravy on top, Rob. Yeah. And, you know, again, and I haven't been up on the Hill um, since we, working at the Board of Elections, we used you guys last year in the, the aux gym, that, or the main gym, rather. Are, what's uh, what's the life of your, one of your student athletes look right now? I'm, I'm fairly confident there are some that are still doing all remote as students. Athletes are obviously up on the Hill. What does an average day or an average week look like right now for your girls? Um, I would say on the average day, um, depending on you know what program they're in. Some programs are a little bit more hands-on. My PTA kids right. um, are a little bit more on campus. My phys ed kids are a little bit more on campus for those classes um, to learn how to teach. Um, but a lot of my kids, uh, criminal justice is another one that's very hands-on and in-person. Um, science labs as well. Um, but other than that, you know, a lot of my kids are, are remote and, you know, they're attending their classes and doing what they're supposed to be doing and, um, you know, their meal plans, they're coming up on campus for, for lunches and dinners, still the same way. Practices are on campus, you know, they have to come in and go through the checkpoints of getting temperature checked and wristbanded to make sure they're allowed to be on campus. And, um, but it's still the normal thing, you know, kids come in, um, we, we will work out as a team. Um, we do a lot of body weight stuff anyway, so we're able to do that in a gymnasium. Um, you know, we, we went through a phase system. So when we started practices, there was phase one. We are only allowed one hour of practice, and we did it in groups. Um, that way we could kind of ease the kids back in, as some of our kids have certainly um, back at home uh, uh, had, were COVID positive. So we want to be conscientious of all the kids that um, have been positive. Um, previously, because you know we heard, you know we know that they have to um, come in and have their uh, physicals done. Um, you know, there's some schools that are requiring EKGs and even stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so we we wanted to break them down and and break them in easy in phases. So phase one was a week long of only an hour long practices. Phase two, we moved to two hour long practices and still in groups. And then phase three, we we're able to do our full practices, um, which is usually two and a half to three hours. Um, so you know, I kind of, again, um, we were really the only school that I know of that did it that way. And it worked out. Our kids were um, pretty much injury free. Um, yeah, it worked out fantastic. And um, I would say, you know, not much has changed. The kids are still able to get their workouts in. They're still able to um, go up to the field and, and get their BPs in. And as long as they're testing twice a week and um, there's no issues with that, they've been able to move about campus um, the way they need to. Um, and the only ones that are testing are kids that are required to come on campus for any anything whatsoever. Nice. Uh, when's your next games this weekend? Yep, we're supposed to play Broome Community College. Uh, home, I'm sorry, we're there on Saturday down at Bags Eye, and then we're home on Sunday. Um, you know, it looks a little shaky weather-wise up here on Sunday. Um, you know, Broome is still um, trying to get everyone checked in and, and also cleared to play. And they're hoping to be set for the weekend. Um, baseball, they were not. So we already um, canceled them on baseball side. They were a little bit more behind in softball. Um, so they are now, baseball had to readjust. And uh, we're playing uh, Erie Community College on baseball on Saturday. Um, so we had to flip-flop a little bit. So, you know, just like we see in the pro sports, the NBA, you know, people moving games here and there. Um, it's kind of happening at the college level, too. Um, based on what's going on. And, and it's just a very fluid situation. And everyone's been really good about trying to work with each other and keeping the kids uh, at the forefront of their minds. I bet he is 
one of the people amongst all the people that have been on here that's going to be very happy when all of this is over. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, I, I long for that um, normalcy that we are used to. But again, um, there are some things that this has um, put a light on that um, I think that we're ready to grow and, and get better from the situation too. Um, I think there's been a lot of things that, that we um, can improve upon and I'm looking forward to doing that and, and learning from this whole thing. And I think that's what it's all about is having that growth mindset. Finishing up, what what's it, I know one of the things is being at the college as a student back when I was, sports kind of run the show up there. And, and, and not in terms of everything, but when it comes to student life and campus life, sports run the show. Um, more so than having fans at the game, what's it like not having um, students at the game? And how can students, if they want to, help, you know, support the teams uh, without being to be physically present at the games? Yeah, you know, I think that um, that might be one of the things that we lighten up on is um, students that are here on campus that are testing yep. um, twice a week, um, you know, or if they're a regular student just testing the once a week, I think we'll be allowed to attend some some on-campus events. You know, we, we obviously, um, again, are very fluid. If, if there's something that's going on that we feel like um, – we want to pull the reins on because of an outbreak or, you know, just a little bit of a threat of something, then um, we're going to make those decisions in the, in the best interest of all of our students, not just student athletes. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about our faculty and our staff and, sure. you know, what sure. they go home to. I mean, for me, myself, I have a type one diabetic, um, 15 year old at home that, um, you know, we really try and be conscientious of and I'm worrying about his health. And, you know, I'm, a lot of us have gotten our, our vaccinations up here, um, and, and really that's where, um, you know, regardless of what our philosophy, our beliefs are, um, again, my job is to keep my 25 um, players who I consider my daughters safe and also my 15-year-old at home safe. And, um, you know, that's why I thought for me it was a no-brainer to, to go ahead and get my vaccinations. Um, so I didn't want to be the one that was um, spreading or causing anything like that. So, um, again, we uh, try to do the best thing that we can. And it's and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys up at the college are a vaccination site for Herkimer County. That is correct. That is correct. Yep, and that's been, you know, again, fantastic. I mean, the Herkimer County has been a great partner of ours for years. And when they said they needed a location, um, you know, we have uh, done everything that we can to give them what they need, and also um, the people of our of our community. Um, so that has worked out really well, and um, very fluid again, and and uh, great partnership for sure. And, and let's hope, you know, we're seeing, you know, not so much sports, but let's hope that we'll see some more laxing of restrictions and getting down to, you know, it would be great by the end of the season if any of the girls that wanted it could get vaccinated and it probably would make life a little bit easier for them moving forward into maybe not the end of the year, but, you know, moving forward in the future for them because, you know, it's, it's going to be required in a lot of areas, I think. Absolutely. You know, and that's the biggest thing is a lot of our kids are moving on and going different places and, you know, they got plans for the summer, whether it's jobs or traveling or summer camps or internships. And, you know, I got one girl that's working for the Diamond Dogs here in Little Falls. And I got another girl coming back that's playing Division One softball, coming back to work for Travis and the Diamond Dogs. Um, so I think uh, I think that'll be great to see everyone get on, at least being able to have the option to choose to get vaccinated um, would be great. So hopefully we keep moving forward as, uh, as a country here. Yeah. What do you, uh, this is your time. What do you, what do you want to promote um, if you haven't already? You know, um, just the fact that, you know, for, for kids that are home, um, to not overlook Herkimer College. Um, this is a great place to start. Um, this is the place that 
that got me where I needed to be in my life. And, and it's just, you're surrounded by good people. It's a great education. It's a great stepping stone to get you ready for that next chapter in your, in your college career, in your life. Um, so I'd love to um, show any kid that wants to come up. Um, I'd love to show you around personally. You can ask for me and, and I'll give you a personal tour of the college. You can see Herkimer College through my eyes. And I just want them to see um, all the great things that we have going on up here from the, the people to the facilities, to the classrooms. Um, it, it's absolutely wonderful. And I love kids to see that. And um, the last thing I'd like to promote is, you know, we started a little business here in Herkimer um, called Clutch Performance. Um, so me and some of the coaches that are up here, or me and Raz and, and his assistant coach, and my assistant coaches, uh, we have a little uh, uh, turf batting cages down in the basement of the Herkimer ARC building on German Street at the Art Park. Nice. And, um, you know, if kids are looking for training and, uh, you know, we'd love to um, get you ready for your seasons. Always keeping it local. I love that, man. And, and you know, I, I couldn't agree more with when you said, you know, up on the hill is they get you where you need to be. Um, I was a product of that proud alumni of Herkimer and, and love seeing what you guys do up on the hill collectively, individually, and, you know, hopefully more people around here will realize that, you know, being Herkimer, that, you know, that you guys are really a diamond here in this county and, and that you do a lot more than just sports, more than just academics, but collectively that you guys are, are a resource and sometimes it's overlooked and just kind of shoot away and, and it shouldn't be that way. So yes, I, I couldn't agree I, more. I, you know, our proof is in the students and Rob, to be honest with you, you're, you're one of those uh, um, walking um, proof in the pudding for me. You know what I mean? You've, you were amazing when you were here and you're one of our biggest advocates. And, um, you know, you always uh, keep the college in mind and we can't thank you enough for all that you do. And um, we're very proud of all that you've accomplished, um, all of us up here on the Hill, man. So thank you. I appreciate that, man. Well, good luck this weekend. I know you've got a ton to do, um, but you got hopefully have a, a good weekend and hopefully we get up to 4-0. But other than that, hopefully you have two good games. Everybody stays safe and you guys continue on the success that you're having. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. That's PJ Anadio. He is the women's softball coach at Herkimer College. And we are going to take a quick break here and come back on the back end. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of Little Falls, New York. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, and our events calendar. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling stories about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of local residents and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mylittlefalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. It's awesome hearing what they're doing up there. I know. It really is a jewel of a place. I agree. Um, I haven't been up there that much uh, just to shoot, you know, different sporting events that happen up there, but the fields are great. And yep. the reception is fantastic. And, you know, it, it, they, they keep it local. They try to do yep. their best for the county. Um, the county and the college have a great relationship. Peach talked about that, and it's just it's sad sometimes that more people don't, even if it's not financial support or you're sending your kids there, that, you know, 
I remember when I was in college, there was a there was one of the men's games, and they do a great job for or men's soccer, I should say, and it was national championship weekend. And there's barely anybody who's not a student or a faculty or somebody. There's no outsiders. And I'm thinking, you've got the center of the whole NCJA playing up there. And I know PJ has, has done that before with with um, softball. You've got baseball that's up there. They're hosting huge tournaments or they're going into the finals or they're having a killer season. And it's the students and the faculty. Mm. And it's just, you know, it, you get the hometown feel in other areas and you know, like, I mean, it doesn't happen, but I'm sure if the Knicks were there, they'd have sellout crowds or the Rangers are in, you know, playoffs a couple of years ago for, you know, and, and I understand it's different professional to college, but it's just, it, it's sad to see, you know, they can't pack stands like the, even the Diamond Dogs sometimes, you know. Yeah. Well, you had kind yeah. of a love fest going on there, so I was I was about to leave the room. <laughs> you two were kind of getting a little bit intimate, and he's I was, awesome. That was about ready to head I, out. I, I love that place; it's done so much for me, and I'm I'm happy to give them the exposure. And, and I appreciate PJ's words of especially relaying everybody out there. It's it it honors. So thanks. You, next time, just leave the room and close the door. I, I will. <laughs> door doors behind you though, so I would have had to walk in front of my camera. There you was, go. There you go. Yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Always having fun with our podcast. Always having yeah. fun. And it's the internet. We can do whatever we want. I know. We can say whatever and do whatever. <laughs> True. Yep. True. So we're going to get to our press box, and we're going to hopefully get a little bit more organized with how we do this. And, and again, coaches, players, family, staff, anybody, please make sure you're sending us our scores. We'll plug that at the end and find us on Facebook, and we'll uh, we'll highlight some of your games, and we'll put them into the press box segment. Uh, most of the other counties have wrapped up. Um, so realistically, we're just talking Herkimer County sports. So on the girls' end for basketball, we've got Little Falls beat Frankfurt last night, fifty to forty-five. That was a great game. Yeah, I was at it. Yeah. How, yeah. how, how does it feel to walk on those sidelines again? Oh man, I, I mean, it is very different because you've got, you know, none of the the bleachers are out. Right. There's no chairs. Uh, you know, I've kind of got a special chair now that I go for. That's where I live. I find they bought these special chairs. You can flip it around and sit backwards and I can rest the cameras on it and stuff. So it's kind of cool. But was weird. I was actually doing a Zoom call at the same time as I was shooting the game. Awesome. So I got the earbuds in. I've got the phone in my pocket. Yeah. And then I heard somebody say, well, Dave, what do you think about that? Oh, Jesus. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) trying to get the phone out, trying to unmute myself. Put camera down. Pick up phone. Unmute camera. No, and I've got, well, I have one big lens camera around my neck. I've got another one. I'm balanced on the chair that's, you know, if I knock over. So I'm thinking about that, trying to get the phone out, trying to unmute myself. And then I was like, I got it unmuted. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Right, right. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, multitasking. It is, and, you know, you, you probably wish you took those ballet lessons back in the day. Yeah, you? but I tell you what, yeah. it was so exciting to to see those kids out there and to watch them play every week. And, yep. and they're just getting so much out of it. So it's, it's fantastic to see them on the court. Herkimer last night um, fell girls again, keeping with that, um, fell to CVA, and Mount Markham played Dodgeville, and it was uh, Mount Markham bested Dodgeville 76-40. to And jumping over to the boys' side, we have West Canada beat Poland 81-39, to and Frankfurt topped ODY 63-14, to and last night Herkimer went over to CVA and, and lost, but it's, it was close. I, I, I don't remember the exact score because I was watching it on an iPad while I was at the girls' game. Um, trying to do three things at once with you or, you know, yeah. not taking pictures, but doing everything else at the scores table, play, make sure in the audio's on, music's running, yep. shot clock's running, and uh, trying to keep up with the score. But CBA will come to Herkimer tomorrow um, for that 
close out of that series. So it should be pretty good. Yeah. But again, you know, and like PJ said, it's just, it's great to have it back. Yeah. I know Herkimer is sticking with high school. I know uh, high school sports for the spring are online. They're talking about yeah. sectionals. Yeah. They're getting a little bit more of a clear picture. Awesome to section three for not charging uh, any entry fee for that. That's, you know, hard times for a lot of people. So that's, you want to get people good. that are being there. I think I saw two, two people per athlete per game. Hey, it's a start. Yeah, you got to get there. You know, mo- give mom and dad or, you know, whatever yeah. your situation is, give some people the ability to see you play. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I believe I heard football is back, too. I don't know what, what level it's going to look like. It's going to take some logistical stuff, but we're going to get some kind yeah. of high school football. Last I heard, uh, Little Falls was going to try and do three to five games. That's mm-hmm. what they were looking at. Um, I think that's an April 19th start, if I remember right. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, a little bit of a spring ball, no no section championships or anything, yeah. but give those seniors the chance to play some ball their final year. Just, just a some, chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Can do what you can. And I need to I need to go up and down the sidelines just a little bit. R- rack off some of that uh, I, winter and COVID kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, the, the COVID-25 now, I think it is. Is that what it is? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's yeah. COVID something. Yeah. It, it's More heavy. than I need. It's on TikTok someplace what it's supposed to be. We'll have to check that offline. <laughs> Jumping over to uh, Herkimer College, eSports continues with their uh, recent matches in the disciplines of Super Smash Brothers and Call of Duty. Again, tuned into one of the, the SUNY things that they got. It's really cool. Um, and I'm a nerd, so I can get away with saying that. And you can judge me for saying that, and that's totally okay, too. But, you know, definitely seeing more eSports evolution. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool to see that because, you know, it's not just playing a video game. It is, but you can do it competitively. You can do it all over the place. They had it on ESPN. It was a rerun. And it was like 2 in the morning I was up and I flipped on the TV and, and they had it on. And it's absolutely crazy. Wow. Uh, some of these matches are over in like 50 seconds. And I'm thinking, I, I, I can't form a full thought in 50 seconds. And you've just done A, B, C to Z. And it's Jeez. it's nuts. So they, they continue with their success. Josh was on here and, and wishing them a, a good end of their season. Bowling had a strong showing to finish out their season and heading into regionals. Taylor Listovich finished fourth in the region. She had a 793 series with a 201 game. And Alexis Garrison finished with a 714 series and a 159 game. And over on the boys' side, David Cook had a 942 series with a 216 game. And Tim Coolin with an 8. 86 series in a 209 game. So they're heading into regionals this weekend. Starts at 1030 on Sunday. All teams are playing at their home lane. So Herkimer will be playing in uh, Ilian. And uh, I don't, I tried to see if they're doing like a digital thing. Like if they're going to have like, you know, camera up or something like that, but are they going to just report scores at the end? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I really I, I like all that stuff anyway, you know, the multi-camera stuff yeah. and trying to live stream with multi-camera and cutting and watching the, C- watching the CBA basketball game the other night from, uh, again, jumping back to high school, but it was really cool. They had it someplace up in like a Raptor someplace. Oh, really? It was on a motion thing. I'm oh. thinking, hell yeah, we're getting to ESPN. It's not ESPN level yet, but it's getting there. So that what it was the camera just... It was on, like on a slider moving back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it must it have had do? like like a gimbal, and it was rotating back oh, and really? forth. Oh, really? And it and and the the motion was so so smooth. I don't think a person was behind it. So I wonder if somebody's got a, like a control board that's down at the scores table, going left to right, or okay, P brain going here. Yeah, go ahead. You could stick a drone up there because the mm. drones now they've got a stabilized gimbal. They can live stream to Facebook, Ooh. but they can live stream to some of you know like the equipment I've got here, kind of thing. It was, you could just do that as another feed, mm. 
and you can move, it, it you was can con- have the control for the drone up there and just move the camera up and down the corner. Just a thought. Flying drones indoors. Well, no, it wouldn't have to fly. You can hover. You can hover. No, not even hover. Just set it. Oh, I've wow. seen guys oh, right, right, right. I've seen guys use it where they they hold it in the palm of their hand as a walkthrough for like a, a real estate tour of a house, right? Okay. So you've got it flying towards the house, but then the stop at the door, the guy walks up, puts it in his palm, and then walks inside with it, and you're still using a stabilized camera and stuff. Anyway, yeah, that's where my head goes on things like that. That's Sorry. all right. I, I appreciate. I, we could continue talking, but we'd lose. Yeah, some we'd of lose our audience. Our audience. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That's all right. Uh, to recap, quick, uh, PJ and, and his girls' softball team. After 22 months, I was reading the the news that they put on the Herkimer Generals page that they've got. 22 months. 22. Uh, just no, yeah. no. I'm happy it's back. Yeah. 22 months later, they uh, they took the field. They're ranked number two. Uh, in the region, and um, they worked right off the bat. They swept MCC, and when we covered those scores earlier, uh, Generals Baseball also uh, took off. After 22 months, a hot start for them. They're 2-0 and with a sweep over Suffolk, Suffolk County, excuse me, and they rank 7th. Um, both teams are going to be act- in action this weekend. Apparently, there's a schedule change that was there with Broom not being able to go, so they're yeah. going over to Erie and... Just the name of the game, logistics and juggling. What and even keeping track of the schedule. Oh God, uh, is a night uh, for even shooting games. I've gotten confused so many times when I've gotten into the habit of texting the athletic director ahead of time, right? To to make sure is is this on, uh, still on? <laughs> if so, I'll be there. Yeah, right. Kudos to everybody that's doing the logistics, all the people that are in the background, because without them, you know, they wouldn't be able to have sports, you know, the maintenance, the janitors, all the support staff, all the people that are in health, especially up there, the people that are testing, all the teachers that are keeping it. So yeah. kudos to all of you for keeping sports and allowing us to have a podcast. Uh, jumping over to Utica College quick, uh, women's lacrosse stays dominant. 22-3 uh, to three this mm-hmm. weekend over Castleton. It just, those girls are just balling out, and it's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, baseball uh, played RIT with a 10-7 win. And girls soccer over at UC unfortunately lost to Elmira with a, I'm sorry, men's uh, soccer lost to Elmira one nothing, and women's soccer fell to Nazareth one to four. I'm gonna we'll finish quick with uh, NCAA, but jumping over to professional for a second. Um, F, uh, Formula One starts this weekend. I know Ray Biggs is is pumped. I'm pumped. It, just looking at these cars, I, I want to drive one down 5S and see how fast it takes me to get from Herkimer to. I mean, first off, there can't be potholes because you'd blow a car apart. Oh, yeah. But um, I want to just drive one. I just want to drive a Corvette. Forget the Formula <laughs> cars. I, I just, I'll, I'll take a new Corvette. That's all. We'll get two, red and blue, and see who wins. No, no, not going to take that one? Not going to, okay. In the 80s, we were red, so we were blue, so just back off. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm going to back off that one. Uh, pro NFL. People are going to go, what are they What the hell is us? going on? That's okay. That's okay. They don't need to know. Yeah, I know. Tune in next week. We might talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we might. There you go. There's the tease. Yeah. Um, NFL Pro Days are happening all over. It's nice to be able to see that. And the NFL announced that they're going to have some version of the draft live. So we're going to see the NFL draft uh, end of next month, I believe it is. And there's going to be some kind of live format to that. So that's nice. Uh, jumping over to NASCAR, just uh, mainly because they were in Atlanta this week. We talked to Tyler earlier in the, in the our for one of our episodes, and he was on there. And he said he was like a kid at Christmas. Um, and it was a really, really good race, smooth. Yeah. They had fans in the stands. It, it was nice to see. They did a great production, so kudos to Tyler and all the people down at Atlanta Motor Speedway for having a great race there. They will be back in the summer. Ryan Blaney uh, 
better tires. You don't think about the little things. They were talking how <laughs> tires. T- well, <laughs> that's the big one. But they talked about two laps with no sun, then three laps with sun, and because the clouds were rolling through. And how that reacted to the tires for that period. And they showed what the tires looked like. And it looked like somebody took a cheese grater to them. And um, Kyle Larson had led most of the race. He finished first in um, both stages, one and two. Came in at the end and lost because his tires had just ran out. Because they couldn't go an extra four uh, laps around. Just nuts the metrics they put into it. It's crazy. Absolutely nuts. But kudos to you guys. It was a great race. It was good seeing. He was posting some of his things on his social media and everything, so that was cool to see. And obviously, we're going to finish with what March is known for is, is the dance, both sides. First, we'll, uh, Colgate was out quick in a first uh, first round, but they had a great season, so kudos to them. And I'm calling them cardiac cues from now on. They, I, I love I love my Syracuse. You okay. like it. I, you I, enjoy that. I, I'm... I'm I'm yelling at my TV. Thank God my neighbors don't think I'm crazy. Well, they probably do, but Q too State, late. They've made the complaints here. Yeah, I know. Making a nice run. Um, they're still obviously still in it, moving into the Sweet 16. Buddy Beheim looks great. Whole team looks great. Um, Dolajai, the kid's a monster. Um, they beat San Diego State for the first game that they played, 78 to 62, and then they outlasted West Virginia the other night. They were up by nine, and they ended up winning by three. Cuse, pull your shit together. Yes, I said it. <laughs> but they're playing what Saturday, right? Yes, Houston. Yes. Okay. They're. they're I, I, I hate to tell you, I'm. I gotta go. Houston. Gotta, you gotta go Houston. Okay. I got. I got a niece that plays softball down there. No way. Yeah, nice. Oh yeah. Way. That, that's right. You guys were down there. Yeah. So, gotta. Sorry. Hey, gotta you know go what? For them. You know what? If if they play the way that they played the other day, they're done. Because they gave up a nine-point lead, they got sloppy, they got lazy, bad passes all over the place. You know it's a bad day when Jerry McNamara and Jim Beheim are both standing up yelling and screaming, and if if they, they got to pull it together, yeah. they, they had a really sloppy game. Hopefully not Saturday. <laughs> You're gonna get the hate mail. I get none of it. That's all right. That's all right. It, yeah, the the emails go into my email, right? Yeah. Over on the women's side, Syracuse uh, women are in the tournament. They've uh, they beat San South Dakota State seventy two to fifty five, and they play again tonight against an old foe UConn. Um, UConn obviously ranked number one in that bracket, and I believe they're they're one or two overall in the country. So, you know, that's gonna be, and we're gonna end the show uh, talking about a couple things. One. I wonder what it's going to look like in the moving forward. They're talking about the the idea of having sports in a bubble. And one of the things I think that is helping is you've got all these freshmen that don't have to react to the travel time. And I wonder what it's going to look like moving forward if they keep with the bubble. Because, yes, it's more expensive in terms of your, your, your one site cost. But you're not paying for the travel. You're not paying for all the extras that go in it. You're in a one area that's got the ability to hold all of the games. The TV is obviously adapted to it because they're not going to let that go. Yeah, um, It's going to be interesting because they were talking to some of the coaches and players, and they really like the idea of the bubble. <sighs> no, and, and obviously not so much that you're locked <clears throat> into a hotel room all the time. That, that I think, will change as we begin to open things up. I hope so. But the idea of everybody's always in one place. You travel once to get there. You check in. You move through, and then you're done, and you play your games. I think I think they'll look at the money side of it, and oh, where there's a cost savings, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. I think they'll continue with that, and that's how the the sports will change. 
um, and and maybe even some of the rivalries, right? Because True. you're you're playing different teams now, and you're going to see different rivalries kind of pop up. I wonder what the networking looks like at that point too. Yeah, it, it's you know, and then obviously we'll, you know moving forward with with the dance this year on both sides is just talking about the whole inequality, and and I hadn't really seen too much of it myself because I'm not professional or in NCAA, but they they showed some of the pictures of the accommodations between the men and the women. It's it's really disgraceful. Yeah. Um, and they one of the and it was just totally tone deaf on the NCAA. Well, now that we know that there's an issue, well, some of these coaches have been talking on the women's side of things, issues since the 70s. Yeah. Jackie Mack was on ESPN earlier today talking about some of the things that she had seen back when she was a, a player in either high school or college in the 70s. And now they're just getting it. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kudos to the power of social media being able to expose some of this stuff. And I think Jackie Mack said it best when she said, this isn't strike two or three. It's you're out. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just the weight room comparison that the girls posted, they had like six yoga mats and somebody thought that that was okay. It's always followed the money though. Uh, that's what sport generates more money, the right. men's or the women's. Right. And and there you go. And, and, and it's sad that the NCAA is, is they're, they're, they're screaming that they didn't know that there was an issue when they're, they, they regulate every other aspect of a student's life. If, if a student made, 25 cents on a can of soda that they sold. Yeah. They know about it. and, it, and it, Or you slipped a dollar into their pocket and they weren't supposed to get right. it. You know, right. Sponsor. So they for for an organization that's so controlling, yeah. they don't know, bull. They know. Total bull. Yeah. So kudos to the to the women's coaches and stuff that are putting out a stand about that and getting some real, you know, change. And it even got so bad as they were even – the men's and women's have different COVID tests talking about how the, the women's COVID tests are, are not the rapid. They're not the, the better end of things. And I'm thinking, why just go buy them in bulk and put them in both arenas. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's just, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. And I understand there's, there's other factors that are there, but kudos to the women for standing up because it's more than time. Time was 10 years ago or more for that matter. So good for you guys. So that'll wrap up that. So we'll, uh, Coaches and staff, please include us in your sports reporting at sportsbeat at mylittlefalls.com. For updates and highlights throughout the week, find us on Facebook um, at Sportsbeat with Rob Drum. Uh, for all your local sports news and our podcast home, find us on mylittlefalls.com. For me, Rob Drum, and for Dave Warner, we'll talk to you next week.